Father, we want to thank you. We thank you because we know you are the only one that made it possible for us to be here today. Many have died, many are perishing, but whatever we are, it's by your grace. And we are very grateful for everything you have done for us. Lord, as we have come to your presence even today, eternal God, we ask, oh God, that you will teach us, you will strengthen us, you will open our eyes to the truth that we need to know. At the end, let your name alone be glorified. Let your will be done. Father, we ask, oh God, that at the end of today's service, we will be blessed. In Jesus' mighty name we have asked. Amen and amen. God bless you. You're welcome to church this morning. How is everybody doing? Praise the Lord. Amen. First uh, Timothy chapter 2. First Timothy chapter 2. First Timothy chapter 2. We will be just uh, read along with me as I read. First Timothy chapter 2 from verse 1. I'll read a couple of verses. This is Paul writing to Timothy, the young minister that he left in a very tumultuous city, a young person who is supposed to do a great work. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, regardless of their color, creed, height, weight, influence. Verse 2, for kings pray for them. For all that are in authority pray for them. So that they may lead a quiet and a peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Oh, this is good and acceptable in the sight of our God, our Savior. Who we have all men to be saved. The plan of God is all men to be saved. And to come unto the knowledge of truth. For there is one God and one mediator, one lawyer between God and man. And that is the man Jesus who gave himself willingly as a ransom for everyone to be testified in due time. I pray the Lord will bless the reading of his word in the name of Jesus this morning, I really want to challenge us as children of God that is growing in the knowledge of God that there is no way we can grow. Complete knowledge of being a disciple requires that we learn to intercede. Intercede. I know we have been, we've seen in different churches, we have special group called uh, the intercessors. But I want us to quickly, together, look through scriptures so that at the end, when we leave this church this day, uh, we, our mind will be slightly oriented towards what it means to be an intercessor. I want to make sure that we understand that without intercessors, there will be a lot of missing 
missing benefits. Without intercessors, there will be certain things that will just happen, and we will wonder, what is it that God did not try to prevent this from happening? As we saw there, Paul was advising Timothy as the leader or bishop or minister of the small church. Timothy himself, being a young man, said, I exhort that prayers and intercessions be made for all men, for everyone, for everyone. To intercede means you are standing to speak on behalf of a person. Maybe before a person, before a judge, before anyone. But in this case, we're talking about in the place of prayer. You are praying for someone. If we're going to quickly name the kind of people we should be interceding for, help me this morning as we're going to enumerate. Who should we be praying for? We should pray for our husbands, our wives. I'm saying, I'm not talking about prayer that God, I want me to get something. You're praying for someone that is outside of your physical entity. If you have children, you pray for your children. If you have brothers, you pray for your brothers. If you have uh, people that you have sent on an errand, you pray for them so that they will succeed. If you have your family, extended family, nuclear family, you pray for them. Here Paul is saying pray for all people. And I'm sure we're going to be asking ourselves, oh, I am myself, I'm struggling to pray for myself. How can I pray for someone else? But you have to understand something as we go through scriptures quickly. Until you build the muscle of maturity, of understanding what the power of influence of an intercessor, uh, we're going to not see too many things. Isaiah chapter 62 from verse 6 to 7. Isaiah 62, 6 to 7. My prayer is that the Spirit of God in us will rise to that level of intercession in the name of Jesus. I have said, this is watchmen upon the walls of Jerusalem. This people shall never hold their peace. Day or night. You that make mention of the Lord, please don't be quiet. When we start talking about intercessory prayers, we're believing God. There are so many things you can pray for other people, for the city, for your household. Oh, Father, let no evil befall my family. That is an intercessory prayer. Oh, Lord, let my husband come back alive and well. Oh, Lord, let it be well with my wife. Oh, Lord, let my children not run into danger. Those are intercessory prayers. You are praying on behalf of somebody. And, of course, there is a reason. Because you want all things to be well with them. But here I want us to mark it. It says, don't rest. Give no rest until there is peace. An intercessor does not pray one time and just stop there. You have to continuously intercede. And let me ask all the husbands here, do you pray for your wife? Mm. I know you pray. But are those intentional, dedicated, committed prayers? 
For the wives, do you pray for your husband? Are those intentional, dedicated, sustained prayers? An intercessor is not a one-time task. It's a lifetime task over time. You build that muscle. We must grow to that level. Pray for the city. Thank God for the prayer points we heard in the morning when we were starting the service. It says, pray for the welfare. Pray for the blessings of the city because you dwell in that city. So Isaiah 62 here is telling us that we must not keep silent. Pray. Pray. Isaiah 59 verse 16. Isaiah 59. I'll read just a few scriptures and we'll quickly go through examples and then uh, Spirit of God will help us. We pray a bit. Isaiah 59 verse 16. 59, 16. If you're there, you can help us read. Mm-hmm. He saw that there was nobody in the church, in the family, that was trying to pray for anybody. Nobody. He wondered, he thought in his mind. Nobody to intercede for the family. You can put the name of your family on the wall and say, who is praying for this family? I mean, sorry, one second there. Thank you, sir. If you put the name of your family on the wall, say you put, who is praying for that family? Say you put, who is praying for that family? Say you put, you know, uh, who is praying for your family? Say you put, who is praying for your family? Say I wonder, there was no intercessor. Therefore, his hand, yes, sir, you can continue. Yes, nobody praying for him. Nobody. Who's praying for your family? Who is praying for your family? Uh, many times we assume so much. We say, well, I know. We Somebody's praying for me. And again, I always try to encourage us when someone says, I'll be praying for you. If they've never prayed for you, that you can hear them and you say, Amen, I bet that you should discount that word. If anybody says, I'm praying for you, most likely they are not. But if they pray with you and you can hear them and you say, Amen, most likely they are praying for you. Isaiah 63, verse 5. You see that this Isaiah man is a man that has seen some things and is talking carefully about this. Isaiah 63, verse 5. Yes. No one to help. Yes. Mm. Amen. Thank you. So if nobody is praying for you, you got to stand up and start praying for your family. There are some prayers I can't pray casually in front of other people because I have to seriously pray for my children. Some of the prayers I pray for my children, uh, very serious prayers. Serious prayers. I can give you a sample. You know, every time in my heart I pray for them, I pray every place I cannot get to because of limitations. Well, these my children, they will get there and father and father and father. They will do 10 times, 100 times than I can do. 
every deposit of the blessings of God upon my life. Lord, I pray that they will actually manifest a thousand times in the name of Jesus. They will not fail in anything. When there is nobody to help them, Lord, you will cause great help to come upon them in the name of Jesus. I can follow them everywhere. I cannot guarantee anything. I cannot. Those are, those are intercessory prayers that we must pray to God. Oh, some prayers, and I think I've shared it. I pray to God sometime for them. Lord, the day I can no longer pray, Lord, let your spirit rise upon these children so that they can pray for me. Uh, I can't be boasting of what oh, I can pray. You know, The day words will not come out of my mouth or my lips can no longer say anything. Lord, let your spirit stir these children up so that they can pray for me. Whether they are 5,000 miles, 17,000 miles, it doesn't bother me. Oh, Lord, let them not stray away from you. Intercessory prayers. I have to put those prayers in their deposit account. I know we all have this education savings account and trust account. I have to talk in those things there. Now, intercessory prayers. Many of us today are enjoying great things because of some things that our prayers, our parents have prayed. <laughs> you can't see those things. You just see that things work for you somehow. Uh, your parents are prayed. And then for those that have godly parents. Isaiah 64 verse 7. I mean, the question I really want to challenge us today is learn to intercede. It's not just, God, I want food, I want clothes, I want shoes. Because if we pray that prayer, we are praying a prayer that is very, very limited. Oh, God, I think about this prayer. I say, Lord, Father, just bless me so that I can keep providing for my family. You have prayed a very good prayer, but very limited prayer. Pray for me so that, Lord, all these things that you bless me with, the blessing will continue to sustain, oh, God. I mean, that's not just me now. Oh, Lord, just give me a great job. <laughs> That's a good prayer, but very limited. Lord, bless my children that we are abundantly, my household, that we are abundantly able to have everything at all times in every situation. So it's not God just give me a job now. It's God just bless everything you put around me. Intercessory prayer is not just when you think, oh, you're going to, you have to start praying for those that you love. It's a, it, it makes you grow. It makes you to understand. And I tell you, and we're going to quickly see in the scriptures, God helping us with time, that the moment you start engaging in intercessory prayers, your life changes. You change the life of other people. And sometimes they will just know somehow that things work or things happen. But in yourself, you know, I know why this happened. I know why that happened. Ezekiel 22, verse 30. Intercessor. Are you an intercessor? You don't have to be. There is no certificate of being a prayer warrior. Ezekiel 22, verse 30. If you're there, please read. Yes. I look diligently, seeking, seeking. Then I saw that for a man, just one person. Ah, that person will build the wall and stand at the edge of the gap of that wall. Yes, 
Nah. This is dangerous, I thank you. And the Lord said, I, I, I don't want to destroy this land, but uh, let me see if someone actually has interest. Does someone have interest? Does someone have interest? It says, I'm seeking for a person that will stand in the gap to intercede, but I do not find anyone so that I will not destroy. Why do we need intercessory prayers? Because we do not know sometimes the things that will happen and someone needs to stand in the gap. So this morning, my challenge to us is, are you going to be an intercessor? It takes understanding. It takes commitment. It takes doing these things. So I'll quickly go through scriptures, and we're going to look at people and how intercession helped them. How intercession helped them. Genesis chapter 18, we'll quickly read this, and I'll be fast. If you're the first reader that finds it, please start reading right away. Genesis chapter 18 from verse 22. Genesis 18 from 22. Yes. Yes. Abraham stood before the Lord as a personal thing. He was standing before God, praying before God, seeking God. Yes. It says, will you do that, God? Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. 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 Don't let it go angry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Amen. You will see the attitude of an intercessor. You keep negotiating with the Almighty God. Oh God, what if this my husband is not doing it? What if he is this? And that? it's a negotiation. And please, I want us to understand this. We must know that God is always a loving God. But expect that when you pray, things happen. This man kept arguing. The man knew exactly what he wanted to ask God. I have a very 
stubborn nephew that lives in that city. He has the children and the wife and all the people living in there. God, I really need help. He has been stubborn. But please, I want to get this man out alive. But then he was quickly asking, God, what if 50, 45, 30, 20? Keep going to 10. He said, Lord, don't be angry with me. He says, and this man stood in the presence of God, was communing with God in himself. He couldn't have just gone there to go and vacate this man from that land, but he could pray for this man. He could pray. But sincerely, that prayer eventually worked for Lot. Lot had no idea the impending danger, but this man was interceding. 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 I pray that the spirit of intercessory prayers will come up in our hearts in the name of Jesus. And you will constantly pray for your family. You will constantly pray for your friends. But please, I want us to extend what we're talking about. Family is not just the ones that are living on the same property. The reason we call church church is because it's a family. If there is one person here praying for one person here, that person will be a better person. If somebody is praying, for, can you imagine the negotiation? Can you imagine one or two or three people here negotiating on behalf of, you know, uh, Ross Steele? Every time, Lord, please, will you just bless him? Will you just help him? Can you imagine four people praying that prayer, six people praying that prayer? And say, oh, Lord, brother, can you just, God, even if it is small blessing, that you can bless him. If it is small help, that you can. And two people are praying that prayer. And three people are constantly negotiating with Almighty God. Please, God, here is the secret of intercessory prayer again. Bible says, where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am in their midst to respond to what they're asking. So if we don't believe in intercessory prayer, it's appalling sometimes that when we have prayer, sometimes we don't find time to come. It's a time for us to pray. And pray for one another. The purpose of church is not just to sing, not just to teach, but also to pray for one another. Abraham was negotiating for a very stubborn nephew. And please... I want us to understand the purpose of our prayer is not just to pray for the good ones in your family. Pray for those ones that you will always bump heads with. Pray for those ones that when you see them, you know that it is fight that will finish that encounter. Pray for those that when you see them, you know they will argue with you from top to bottom. Something that is black and white, they will call it gray and purple. But please, by all means, Pray for them. And I mean it with all my heart. Pray for everyone in your family. And family means this church, your immediate household, your extended family. If you don't do it, who's going to pray? Say, read all the things Isaiah was claiming. He said, I cannot find anyone. He says, and God wanted to destroy, and he said, I was looking for somebody, just one person that was standing in the gap, I cannot find. 
it is important. I know we have this story, Exodus chapter 17 from verse 9 to 11. Anyone that gets there, if you're the fast reader, can help us. Exodus chapter 17 from 7, I mean from 9 to 11. 17, Exodus 17. Moses, and all you want and go and f- go choose men all you want and go and fight the Amalekites. I uh, we go and go and stay on the hill with the rod of God. Yes, if When Moses held up his hands, Israel prevailed. When he let down his hand, thank you, sir. One thing that we must understand is this. Moses, I want us to clearly, this scripture is always very dear to my heart. Joshua was a born slave. I want to repeat that. Joshua was a born slave. He was born in Egypt. Moses, though born as a slave, but lived like a prince and got out. So he had an experience of leadership, of commanding a troop or a group of people, laying orders and doing stuff. But Moses chose Joshua to carry stuff with him. Just follow me. Carry my bag. Carry my bag. And then one day, Moses told Joshua, you're going to fight. You're going to choose troops. You're going to be fighting Amalekites. And that is what you need to go do. And this man that was a bond slave that just got freed, following just Moses that has the authority and the caliber. And then this man had to train people and go fight. He had no military training. He had no strong leadership training because Aaron and all the leaders of the tribes were the ones commanding each tribe. He had nothing other than the fact that he was chosen and then selected by Moses to just be his back carrier, you know, secretary. But then, here is one interesting part. Moses said, because you've been following me and I want you to lead the troop, pick all the men you're going to fight with. But here is one thing I will do for you. I will go and be praying for you. Oh, my God. In the heart of Joshua, if I was the one, I would say, this man wants to kill me. Uh, This man, I know God goes with him. I know the rod in his hand. God has power in that rod. He should be the one in front of the fire and be using that rod and be doing like Jedi Master. But then, He said, no, you just go. Go fight with your own apparatus. Go and fight with your own whim. Whatever you think of, go do the fighting. You pick your own men. But I'm going to do something for you. I will go pray for you. I will go and intercede on behalf of the almighty God, the maker of heaven and the earth. And you that you think you cannot do these things, you will see what God can make you do. You that you believe in your heart that, oh, I'm a slave. I do not have military training. I do not have leadership training. I do not even know how to command men. I've only been a secretary all my life. Just all I do is just to follow this man. He says, I will go pray. But here's one thing. The moment, I mean, the Moses 
you know, was lifting up his hand, said, God, please do something. Bible says this man was prevailing. When they got tired, they were losing. The moment we stop praying consistently for the things that we believe, we can somehow expect very bad outcomes. Intercession is significant. Especially when we know for sure that what we are praying for is something we cannot control. Amen. I believe God for a lot of things. That's why I said, especially for my children, I can't control where they're going. So I want to sow seeds of God. Lord, I want to lift my hand right now so that, Lord, there will always be victory for them. Oh, I have brothers. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know how they may choose certain make decisions in their life, but my prayer for them is that it will be well with them. I know limitations that, you know, f- things can happen in the family. I pray to God, Lord, everything that my parents have struggled with, uh, all my siblings will not struggle with those things. Those are prayers. You cannot be the only one in your family that excels and everybody else is not. That's, there's no glory in that. But if you pray them into success, you will see God. In fact, Bible says, and Daniel, when he noticed that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they've not built their muscle. He said, fret not, my brothers, we have been threatened. But I will show you one thing you must know. Let's go pray. He, he called them to pray. He called them to pray. We must never give up on prayer. You don't have to be in, in a special group in church for you to know you must intercede. When you're driving in your car, intercede. When something crops up in your mind and you notice something, pray. When you dream about something, and whether good, bad, ugly, whatever it is, pray. When you hear something, pray, intercede. I want to tell us, the moment Moses was going about, I want us to also learn something as a church. That is why, thank God for this church. Everybody here is our brother and sister. The Bible says when the hand of Moses was tired, some people said, sir, it looks like your hand are going down. Uh, they put stone to just keep that hand up. There are some people here that must be putting stone on someone's hand. If you don't do it, even the Moses that we consider, yes, great, has a rod in his hand, praying is on the hill, his hand will go down. Some people that you do not even know that are not qualified in your mind are the ones saying, sir, let's help you. And that is intercessory ministry. You're standing in the gap, but do you know one thing? The people that were fighting with Joshua would never know what all was doing. They would never know what Moses was doing. In fact, some of them in the fight, they may be tired and say, oh, they are hitting us. Can you imagine why would Moses let us hear? But they have no idea what Moses is doing for them. Please, every head of department must be an intercessor on behalf of every one in that unit. Stand in the gap for your members. Or anyone volunteering in your department. Everyone that will be a leader should be the one interceding. In fact, 
the lesson we've learned there was Moses was interceding. In fact, if there is anything you want to go and study more, Moses was a man of intercession. He has a heart. I love his heart. Oh, my God. Intercession. Numbers chapter 12 from verse 1 to 14. Remember, you are the only one that will stand in the gap. I can't trust any other machinery. I can't trust hired prayer warriors. I can't trust special intercessory groups somewhere. You are the one. Numbers 12, 1 to 14. Anyone that is there, you can help us read. Yes. Cushite. So let, let's have the context, right? Uh, Moses had family, siblings. Aaron, Miriam, and all the other ones. In fact, they were all older than him. So Miriam was a lady. Yeah, please, can you restart that reading? Uh-huh. Okay, family issues. And this will always happen. Again, when I say pray for your family, I'm not saying pray for those that like you. I said pray for those that fight with you. Pray for those that argue with you. Pray for those that punish or pressures you and things like that. Yes. Because Moses married a black woman. That's the summary. Cushites or black folks. So Moses, a man of God? Seriously? <laughs> you marry a black folk? Can't find any white person or at least a light-skinned person. So they argued and had family dispute. Yes? They said, yes, sir. has Yahweh indeed spoken only with Moses? Is it Moses that God speaks to all the time? I mean, this our brother is becoming too much. Yes. Hasn't he spoken also with us? Ah, God has been speaking to us too. We're mature. We are old people. We know what's going on. This family, this issue is getting out of hand. Yes. And Yahweh had it. Mm -hmm. And now, then, please, please listen to that. God had their argument. Yes. Now the man Moses was very humble. Yes. Above all the men who were on the surface of the earth. Mm -hmm. God spoke solemnly to Moses, to yes. Aaron, and mm -hmm. to Miriam. Mm -hmm. You three, come out of the tent of meeting. <laughs> three of you step out. Yes. The three of them came out. Mm -hmm. God came down in a pillar of cloud. Yes. And stood at the door of the tent. Mm -hmm. And called Aaron and Miriam. Mm -hmm. And they both came forward. Yes. He said, mm -hmm. hear now my words. Mm -hmm. If there is a prophet among you. Yes. I, God, will make myself known to him in a vision. Yes. I will speak with him in a dream. Yes. My servant Moses is not so. Yes. He is faithful. Yes. In all my house. Yes. With him I will speak mouth to mouth, mm -hmm. even plainly and not in riddles. Yes. And he shall see God's form. Why then why are you not afraid to speak against my servant? Mm -hmm. Miss Moses, the anger of God was kindled against them, and he departed. Yes. The cloud departed from over the tent, yes. and behold, Miriam was leprous. Immediately, God just confronted them with all these arguments about Moses. I know you saw him. He's a nasty man sometimes to you because of his choice and his lifestyle now and whatever. But 
I've chosen him for certain tasks. Okay? He has probably done something you do not like or disapprove of. But why? Stop challenging him. That's it. And God departed. But immediately, Miriam, the oldest the sister, the elder sister, basically had skin problem. Yes. As white as snow. Aaron mm -hmm. looked at Miriam and behold, she was leprous. Aaron mm. said to Moses, Oh my Lord, please don't count this sin against us mm -hmm. in which we have done foolishly mm -hmm. and which we have sinned. Mm -hmm. Let her not, I pray, be us as one dead of whom the flesh is half consumed yes. when he comes out of his mother's womb. Yes. Moses cried to God saying, Moses, after the complaint and whatever, now cried to God. Yes? Heal her, God, I beg you. Uh, that's the prayer that we should learn to pray. And the family just attacked you and they just called you. Yeah, what is it you do? Because you're in America, you think you are not the boss of everybody? Oh, because now you have this, you think that you are the greatest. Because you have this, you think you are all. If I were saying stuff, you're not even contributing 100 bucks. When we're all raising 500 bucks and you're in America, we don't even know what the America thing is doing for you. They're very angry and upset. But somehow, this man used to say, Father, my father, please don't be angry. Please heal them. Or at least heal this, my sister. I mean, that's serious prayer. That's serious prayer. That's instant. Instant. Forgiveness. You know, someone accusing you of something. Whether good or bad, I don't know. But he prayed, Lord, heal her. Yes? Just one or two more for yours this time. It's all right. We can continue from there. That's all right. He prayed interceding on behalf of the sister. Uh, if it is us, then I will say, oh, well, I will wait until my uncle comes and we talk about this next month. Uh, oh, until the mommy or grandma or grandpa will come and say, hey, no, they're your brothers, you know. They don't know what they're doing. You know how the parents will talk you into, you know, you should not be fighting. You know you are the older one. You know, I know you are the one that's mature. You can take care of all these issues. Just call them. I say, <laughs> so they do not know it's common sense for them to call me. I am the one to call them again. Please, I want us to understand something. Don't stop praying. He says, God, please heal her. God, please heal her. Intercession. Luke 22, 31 to 32. Luke 22, 31 to 32. Luke 22, 31 to 32. The Lord said, Simon, Simon. Yes. Behold, Satan asked to have you, mm -hmm. that he might sift you as wheat. Mm -hmm. But I pray for you mm -hmm. that your faith wouldn't fail you when once you have turned again, mm -hmm. establish your brothers. Amen. Jesus was telling Peter, oh, um, you know, while I was praying, I felt something strong in my spirit, that something bad is going to happen to you. But, you know, I already prayed for you. Can you imagine you praying for someone in this church, in your family, that you know 
something strongly presses on your heart about that person. And you say, well, what I see is not good, but I have prayed for you. That was what, and you know, when he was saying that, Peter was still kind of trying to, if all these people to betray you, I'm going to stand, all this stuff. When you see a brother or a sister like that, that you know for sure something is impressing in your heart that something is not right or not consistent. You tell them, they'll still be, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, the Lord is on the throne, you know, and they're still doing this cruising thing. Pray for them. Jesus said, I have prayed for you. He was not asking for permission to pray. He said, I have prayed for you. Please, if this is going to be a true church, we're going to be praying for one another. You hear that someone is in trouble, whatever that kind of trouble is, pray for that person. I mean, too many churches, I don't count these as churches anymore. They're just clubs, associations, and they want to create their own fancy and have glorious idea and make the great name for themselves. If anyone in the family cannot be an intercessor or someone to stand on your behalf, that's not a church truly. That is my personal understanding from scriptures. But if we call ourselves a church, we may not be 1,000. We must be able to pray for ourselves. You hear something is going wrong with one brother. The next thing is, Lord, I don't understand all the background information. But I pray that, Lord, you will help or you will make something happen to correct whatever the problem is. Intercession. I will challenge us with this. The Bible says that, and Herod, in the book of Acts, Maybe we should read that, but I'm looking at time. Herod laid his hand on Peter, and he puts him in the prison. And when he puts him in the prison, something happened. All the people that used to fellowship with Peter were praying in the house of the mother of John Mark. He said, Father... Even though this king has killed this or that, but for Lord, do something for Peter. Uh, they didn't give up. Scripture says effective, fervent prayer of the righteous. See, sometimes in the English, we don't understand fully the, the meaning of that word. This is what it says somehow in, in, in Greek. See, the dunamis. You know, the word dynamis is pretty much what they call dynamo or dynamites. So it says the effective dynamo power of prayer availed much. The dynamis, he said, it's like a, an explosion, like a, like a C4 bomb, like something that you detonate and it causes disruption. Of those that pray for somebody, affect much. The moment we stop praying, we can see things going sideways. They prayed and prayed and prayed. In fact, when the prayer was answered, somehow Peter did not understand what was going on. When he came out, he was like, uh, I just found myself outside. Uh, you don't just find yourself outside if you are locked in the prison. To him, he just said, well, I just, I like light shining and everything, and the doors were opening on their own accord. I just found myself outside. You can't just find yourself outside if you are really locked in. 
But he found himself, and he went to the house, and he said, I'm he. And they said, no, it cannot be him. It must be his ghost. We've been praying for him. Someone is sick, pray. Someone does not come to church, pray. Someone is traveling somewhere, you heard about it, pray for them. Pray for them. Remember, start from your house. Pray for your family. I need to wrap up now. Hebrews chapter 7, 23, and I will close my Bible so we can pray. Hebrews 7, 23 to 25. The purpose of this study is to know that if you don't pray for your family, nobody's praying. If you don't intercede, nobody's interceding. And your family includes everyone in your household, including the church of God. Otherwise, what's the purpose of being a member of a church? Hebrews 7, 23 to 25. I'll read from it. And they truly were many priests because they were not suffered to continue by the reason of death. Verse 24. But this man, because he continues forever, he has an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore, he is able to save us to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he lives forever to make intercession for us. Here, if you read through that, basically it says, Jesus Christ is our mediator. He intercedes for us. Shall we rise on our feet this morning, please? And I want you to pray to God this morning. Father, I want to be an intercessor. Please, I want us to, to have that spirit. The Bible says, for Jesus Christ intercedes on our behalf. I want us to begin to think about this so that we too can become intercessor. We usually have prayer meeting here on Thursday, but very few people come to pray. I understand schedule. But everyone here should be an intercessor. I want us to ask God, Father, I pray, O oh God, that you will put the love and passion. We've seen some examples. There are so many more examples, but time will not permit. I want you to pray, Father, help me, O oh God. So that I can be conscious of this. I can be conscious of this. At this moment, I want you to pray for your family. <laughs> Remember, this is now intercessory prayer. Pray for your household. I don't know what you want. I've given you a sample of what my own prayers are for my household. I want you to pray for your brother, for your sister, for your cousin, for your parents, for your uncle, for your nephews, for anyone that you know in your household your in-laws, everyone, I want you to pray for them and say, Lord, uh, help them. I don't know what you, you may know them. Remember, Bible says, and Moses said, go and fight. I will be here interceding for you. You can be here and be praying and the power of God will be reflecting it wherever they are. They may be a thousand miles away. They may be in Europe. They may be in Africa. They may be in uh, in North America here, there could be different continents. They are the power of prayer reaches everywhere. Intercession changes situation. Bible says, and Nehemiah was praying on behalf of the people that they may be saved and forgiven so that the hand of God may bring about protection again. That was serious prayer. I want you to pray even for your household, your family. Pray for every brother, every sister in this church. You know, when we see someone falling away, backsliding, or going to church, the first thing is to think, ah, 
It's because of something or that thing. But how about praying and say, Father, restore the people, strengthen the people. Maybe people are going through difficult challenges and situations. You don't know what to do. How about you pray that the almighty God will provide and strengthen. Maybe someone is sick. You can pray for them. The Bible says the effective, fervent prayer of the righteous has dynamo power. I want you to believe God and say, Father, oh Lord, help me to be an intercessor. Help me to be an intercessor. Lastly, I want you to pray for everyone in this church. That the Lord will make them to be continuously in line with the will of God. That no one will miss the plan of God. No one will miss the purpose of God. No one will miss the counsel of God. No one will miss heaven. No one will fall outside the grace of God. No one will be a failure. Uh, the Bible made it clear to us as we studied today that the way to God is through Christ Jesus. That everyone will be standing upon the truth. Talk 